0: is always at the beginning of every year, I like to start into talking about um, what we are, where we are, how we, um, what we need to focus on and where our attention needs to be uh, for the upcoming year. Um, And I will say, usually when I look back over the year, I kind of hit it spot on. Um, So year in review usually says, oh wait, you know, we've hit all the high notes. So this year we're going to have some challenges come up. Um, and we'll, and we'll help through the, you know, through the whole year. That's kind of why we run this series is because I think that small business needs help with all of this and you have to know what you're doing. So you can, um, stay ahead and you can, you know, get in places where you're visible and your business is visible and do so in a, in a cost-effective manner. So uh, let me say that piece first. Google came out in December since last I saw you guys, um, came out with a, set of um edicts for lack of a better word of what we're going to need to tackle and challenge and they've given everybody a drop dead date of uh may 15th so by may 15th they're gonna start uh, enforcing some of these rules and uh, you need to know about them. You need to know what they do to affect them. They're actually going to be a really comprehensive set of circumstances that it's gonna be, we're gonna to need to act this way or we're gonna to have to do something different because they're not gonna really want much to do with you if you're not on board with what I'm where I'm going with all of this. Now, before I go any further, the question might be, why do I talk about Google? Why do I care about Google? Why should you care about Google? I think that's always a fair question to ask. Uh, Google still refers about 80% of all traffic to websites. Uh, Much of it is informational searches. But if you understand an informational search and you can um, master what people are asking you and provide the best possible answer, those are potential customers. So, um, even though Google is information based, what you end up doing with them and how you interact with them, can be a lot of free advertising, basically a lot of free traffic, um, and a lot of, uh, interaction for your business or with your business and, and help move the needle. So we wow. need Google. That's what we need to understand. Wow. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of say that part about it. Um, so with that, Let's, let me start with the, the what they did. So they came in and they said they are going to act what they call their core vitals. And in those core vitals, there's some things that they're going to be looking for um, that are going to pertain to us. From a big picture view, the best uh, way to say it to you is it's going to be how you host your website, how you've built your website, and how you've put your website together. Um, and then once you've mastered that, how much of an authority are you in a space? And, and a lot of people go, well, I'm a small business. Um, how am I going to compete with this? And, and frankly, uh, you know when I when I speak in person, my first answer to all of you always is be an expert, who's an expert? And a lot of people don't put their hands up. And I always wonder why, because you are an expert and you have to start to carry yourself that way and um, act that way when you um, decide that you're going to be a business owner. There's no doubt from the minute I opened my, my business that I was an expert and I've never com- carried myself with any lesser amount. If I go back 22 years, I probably wasn't as much of an expert then as I am now. So understand it's okay to make sure that we're, we're, we're always talking as we're the biggest game in town, all right? Um, and Google's looking for that. So let's kind of start with where you gotta start at the beginning. So the first question, and again, if anybody has any questions for anything I'm saying, please hop in that window um, and feel free to ask away because you know your question, somebody else may have that question as, uh, also. So just make sure we have that going on too. Okay, so the very first part of this um, is all about speed. So I'm gonna pop my screen on here. Maybe I'm gonna pop my screen on here. Let's see, share. And I'm gonna go to Google Webmaster Tools um, has a lot of information in there. And it's, you know, it's called Search Console now. Um, but it still, uh, lives under, you know, search console or under webmaster tools. And I still use that to go directly to that. Um, and I'm, let me get into where the, I think the SEO 411 account is in this account. All right. I'm going to use my own website. So, uh, maybe I'm not going to use my own website. It's in a different account. Excuse me about that. Sorry about that. Hold on. Excuse this. me one second just to get into the right account and then we'll go from there. All right so when you're in Webmaster Tools and you guys may say well I don't even have a website, I don't know about Webmaster Tools, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I want to go through the Core Vitals piece with this with you Um, and I haven't fixed all the items yet that need to be fixed. So some of them are going to be are going to be based on mobile some of them are going to be based on how your site works uh on a desktop okay and it's all about speed time for the the website <laughs> takes the load and you can see it kind of here we had some is, and now it's cleared up again so and i'll have to get my dog hold on a second come here come on hey Psst. pay attention come on if you're gonna bark come on Oh, well, I guess he's not coming. He's going to be a problem. I apologize for that. He does this sometimes at night. <coughs> no. No. Go in your bed. Go. No. We're having massive distract You're making a distraction. Go in your bed. Okay. Sorry about that. Excuse the, excuse the noisy dog. Um, okay. So somebody said I need to slow down and talk slower. I will do that. All right. So... Um, and, and I think I go as fast as I do, because I usually have four hours that I'm trying to cram into two. Um, so the moral of the story is in here, they give you a whole bunch of examples that talk about speed. And they put this whole set of tools in here for you to go through the report and see where your problems are, where your problems are. problems that you have, the things that need improvement, the things that are good. Um, And what I want you to understand is what started as an experiment within this section is now um, a section of your website that you're going to have to pay attention to and you're going to need to know what to do about this. Speed is going to become the discussion of 2021. So where does speed start? and what affects it. And I think those become the first set of questions that we need to answer. Wait, and, can I um, ask one of the questions in the chat? Um, what does oh, it are mean? are they in the chat? Okay, I didn't Some see. Some of them are in the chat. Um, what does it mean when mobile and desktop advice, there is not enough, advise there is not enough data for this device type? What does it mean? When mobile and desktop advise, there is not enough data for this device type. They haven't, they haven't collected enough data on that type of page yet so they don't know the page hasn't been on long enough for them to have or they don't have enough you don't have enough traffic to the page for them to understand let me see if i can find where the heck the chat is okay all right so wait up a second all right i got the chat up here too i'd prefer everybody to use the question and answers because it's easier for me to manipulate um but uh if you want to use the chat i've got i've gone got the second window up as well and I'll help you. I'll help you with that. You can pay most attention to the Q&A, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you know about the chat stuff, too. All right. OK, that's good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Sure. So let's go to where Google starts to track some of this and what they're using to track it. So if I come to uh, Chrome, what you're going to do is you're going to go to your website um, in Chrome and you're gonna use their Lighthouse plugin. So if you've never used a Lighthouse plugin, Google Lighthouse plugin for Chrome, okay? And it will uh, take you to the page where you can go and get the Lighthouse plugin and put it in your Chrome browser, okay? And you're gonna need this because that's gonna give you where you're gonna get the most amount of information from. So. Um, just the simple Google is usually the best way to do that part of it. All right, so let me um, switch my screen so we're in the same spot here. Uh, crumb, 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 crumb. Okay, so let me share that. So we're on the same browser here. Um, so here you'll see it says, um, it says Lighthouse Tools for Web Developer, Google Web Tools, And here it is. So you can tell it to run it in your web browser. And that is what you want to do. There's a little video here that explains to you what some of these speed testing tools are, because I don't expect all of you to be some kind of experts in all of this right now. Okay. Um, But when you go to a website, it's going to go and it's going to do some grading on it. Now, I'm going to tell you the SEO 411 website is not going to score well. And the reason, and I'm going to have to make a decision in May on this. The reason why it will not score well is because I opted to put a movie in the header of the webpage, which intrinsically will slow it down. So I have made a decision not because of a, from the brand standpoint, I felt like the movement was a better thing to have. So as a result, I am slowing my own website down and I'm going to have to deal with that at some point. Okay. But once you install this little um, lighthouse, you can hit it and tell it to generate a report. And it's going to do that for us. The best thing that I can tell you is, ultimately, your hosting company needs to be your partner in this. Okay? We have been saying that here at SEO 411 for almost 20 years. Okay? We knew that hosting and proper hosting was essential to a Google ranking for as long as I can remember. It's just that Google themselves have never come out and really said that. And now they're coming out and basically they're not saying it the way I'm saying it, but they're saying you must score well on your performance score or we are not ranking the website, period, end of story. Okay. So the things that they looked at, are listed here. Okay, so how long does it take for your screen to generate an image in their estimation? How long does it take for you to be able to click something and utilize that website? How fast does it load? Um, What is the largest section it needs to load? These are all very technical things. So I don't want everybody to freak out. This is why I'm saying your web hosting company needs to be a partner in this because there's things that can be done on the server side, other than adding a movie on the website that will help improve these items. Um, there's special types of web servers that can be installed that help these items. Uh, most standard web hosting companies don't do that. They, they load what's called Apache or a a cloud Linux or something along those lines that um, are basic old fashioned, old timey web servers. Um, There's also one out there that's called Lightspeed. Well, Lightspeed has a cache on it and it uses part of the server to make the server function better. So, your web hosting company is now an essential core part of whether you succeed or not. And that's probably new information for a lot of people. So I think that's a big deal. All of these things, time to first paint, time to it answers, is it blocked? What is the, um, how much it comes over? How fast is the line speed is directly an effect of the web hosting company now. By me sticking a video in there, I kind of break that because I I made a very large homepage. So there's another way to check this, and I'm going to put that up there, and I'm going to put that here for everybody to see. It's called GT Metrics. And everybody needs to know how to utilize these tools or at least understand these tools. Because they're the tools that even if you can't fix it yourself, they're the tools that you can go to somebody with and say, "Here, I want you to fix this for me." So I'm going to do SEO 411, and I'll show you why this is where this is going to be a benefit. So it's going to scan this website, it and what's the nice thing about it is it's going to go ahead and output a um, an answer for us as to the things that we need to address and what we need to fix all right um so as it's going to take it a minute to uh to load this in the reason i'm telling you all of this now is because it's very important for you to have accurate planning and to plan accordingly and ahead of time for you to be able to make the proper adjustments so if you look, my very first issue is avoid an void enormous network payload, which is 4.1 gig uh, megs of data. And what that is, is the image, the video that's at the top of the SEL 411 website. So I know right out of the box that that's the biggest thing that's infecting my score, that if I remove that video, the score would go up dramatically. Okay. Um, it also goes ahead and list all the other images that may or may not be a problem. Um, And what I will say, I guess this is the other thing I might as well say, and we'll start down this little rabbit hole now. Um, Places like Wix, Weebly, and Squarespace immediately cause you problems when we're having this type of discussion. So understand that I've always said that it was a technical side that was a problem that you couldn't do certain things now the hosting platform itself is going to make the problem so we've only compounded ourselves when we're using um those tools so i've been saying all for 2020 get rid of those platform tools and go over to a wordpress platform that has been almost without fail my message from start to finish on that i'll explain why it's even more important now um, than it has been in the past Um, but at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to control this in those other platforms. So if those are the platforms you're on, you're gonna you're gonna need to immediately start thinking about what's the next set of circumstances I need to correct. So if we start to come down this, you can see where it starts. It's saying I'm getting you know my load time, my largest colorful paint is at two seconds. We know that's probably too much. My time to the first second my set, web, the website re um, responds is a little bit slower than than what it should be, um, but that's okay, I understand why. Um, and then the other thing is, which ultimately I'm gonna to have to rebuild my own website, just so you know, it's saying that some of the elements of the page do not move right. So I'm gonna to have to go in and fix the code on these pages so these pages don't jump when they load and they do jump when they load because it was something that was not important previously and it's uh uh, now so it's basically double loading stuff and I need to fix that it goes down this list and it gives me a whole bunch of things that I need to fix you too can have this most awesome list of things that you need to fix so here's some of the things that I see that are problematic um Number one problematic is if I'm using a third party, like Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, Shopify, any of those, I'm almost out of commission on being able to address some of these things. What I see on WordPress is this endless stream of stuff that um, connects to other sites. So chat programs, Google Analytics, Google Fonts, api's to map websites uh things that you uh facebook pixels um all these things contribute to slowing down a website so i'm not saying you don't use them i'm just saying that you have to you can't go cuckoo for cocoa puffs and go stuff every nice little bell and whistle into a page because at some point that page is going to take a ding in speed So you need to be careful with what you're doing so that you can make sure that you're not overloading something with what needs to be requested and what doesn't. Um, Sometimes you pick a wrong theme for WordPress and this theme is so bloated that it um, it can't function right. If you look here, like on my homepage, I have a call out to a service for you to audit your website. I've got the calendar and the calendar of events is loaded. And that seems to load into every page, which that could easily get fixed. Um, So there's a lot of those tips and hints that we need to pay attention to, to make sure that we meet a circumstance where we pass. Because... In the past, in years past, none of this really mattered. It was a whole lot of talking, but it never really mattered. But it matters now. And if you see here, the server piece is passing. The rest of it is when it takes much longer than recommended is because it's throwing in my movie. So I I know why I'm scorched, but the server itself is responding with the right speed. The other thing that some hosting companies do that they will never admit to you that they do, so understand that as I say this, which is they throttle how many files can be pulled out at any given point in time. So in a normal usage situation, like I make a request to a web page, you don't see it. But when Google hits your website, it pulls all the associated files with it. So it's it it would be like the difference between sucking water through a straw and sticking a vacuum cleaner in a glass. Okay, so if you understand the difference, like the straw only so much is going to come out, but the but the um, vacuum cleaner is going to suck out a whole bunch very quickly and very fast. And if you're so what you would normally do on that vacuum cleaner is you would restrict the flow. So it was not a straight full pull. And that's what they do on your website. Um, I know a lot of companies that do that. I don't agree with doing that. That was a practice that we put in early on that we wouldn't, we don't allow. So we've always just made sure that the pipe was big enough to allow that to be putting, um, allow that to be putting out there so somebody says so if you're getting a website what do you ask your web host in order to determine if they know what you're talking about like GoDaddy well the first thing I would ask GoDaddy is do they have any light speed servers um that would be the first question I would ask any of them because I, I think that question is innocuous enough that they would not um they would not obfuscate the answer. If you ask them if they're throttled, they're going to say, oh no, they don't throttle, they don't throttle anything. Um, I never worked for GoDaddy, so I can't say for a fact whether they do or they don't, but I'll let you finish the, fill in the rest of my thoughts on that. I'm not going to actually say that, but if I'm saying it to you how I'm saying it, I I would hope you'd get what I'm saying. So this one says, GT metric score, I assume, Our site is presently a B in relation to Google's mandate in May is likely based on a score. What our site should be, it needs to be an A. You need to get it as a, as close as you possibly can. That's, that's like a really big thing. So, and I, and I would have to look at the core vitals on your site, Eric, for you to go in and do it. Now, if it's a B and it's kind of complaining because you have a chat function, that would be one thing. But if it's a B because it's got big payloads or big problems, then that would be a whole nother circumstance. But I'd be much happier with a B than with an F. So understand, you know, that's that's kind of going on too. So, but you're going to have to ask, and you're also going to have to ask your web hosting company if they're willing to help you um, meet these guidelines. What do and what do they charge for that? You know, I mean, these become those those things that I think most average people don't know to ask, but what I will tell you is if you're paying $6 for hosting, my guess is it's not going to meet Google's base criteria. All right. If you're paying eight, six, seven, eight dollars for hosting and, or they give you three years for $36 a year or some of the other crazy I see out there, it's probably not going to meet the criteria. Okay. Um, maybe it will, maybe it won't, but I mean, I don't want to run anybody down, but what I will say, and this would be the one sentence I will say and stand by. I started a hosting company because we were a web design firm and I couldn't find a good web host. So I just, my whole life was run by fine. I'll do it myself. Um, And my whole business philosophy has been fine. And as a small business owner, I think some people can empathize with that because a lot of times you just go, fine, I'll just do it myself. You can't do that. Fine, I'll do it you know, and that's kind of how I ended up with a web hosting company because I couldn't find a good web host. So that should tell you my opinion of everybody. So I just built it the way I thought it should be built. And it's taking Google 20 years to catch up with the philosophy of Beth, but they are completely starting to get on my page with the way that all problems start with the web host. A good web host, you won't have a lot of problems. Bad web host, you're going to have a, you're going to have more problems and it's going to be very difficult. True story. I had a guy built his website in WordPress, came to me, said, I built the website in WordPress, and my website used to rank, but when they did this, they put it in WordPress and the website stopped ranking. Um, I took one look at it, and I could almost immediately tell that there was something on the server side that was blocking the interaction of that website. Um, I moved it to our platform, and within three days, the rankings all came back for it. So There are things, um, even bad neighborhoods. If there's a guy that does porn in the website next to yours, you're penalized. Um, And Google's looking at all of that, how cleans the neighborhood, how's fast the delivery, how well is the website blocked? Are you stopping them? Are you causing problems for them? It needs to be this speed and this core vitals and this screen that you're looking at right now has got to be a top priority okay and I I don't really see any way around it um and I I don't know a lot of people are going to be talking about it because a lot of people are running around and they're trying to fix these problems not they don't understand how do I want to say this a lot of people don't understand start to finish that web hosting web design and SEO go hand in hand and they are not able to be separated um And it's always been that way, but I think nobody ever really pointed it out or nobody ever really said that um, to anybody. And therefore, I don't think there's been a lot of assimilation. When I get to the web design part of this, we're gonna kind of talk about this too, um, because those things and those verticals have always been separate. And Google's now putting them all together and saying all of those entities are now going to be responsible for your success in search. If your website's not fast, your website's not built right, and you're not an expert, you're done, period. And that's a, that's kind of a harsh way to say it, but I'm saying it that way because I want you guys, now I'll guide you through this process and we'll talk about these things. We'll work on these things through the next six months. So this is not like I'm throwing you to the wolves and then it's going to tell you, you got to go figure this out on yourself. That's partly why we're here every single month, this is why I've been here. And this is why I've been here all these years because, and this is going to be one of those more challenging years. Why you would do this after a pandemic, I'm not really sure. Why would you do this at a time when small business is hurting? Not really sure. But as long as I'm breathing, I'm going to tell everybody how to fix it. And that's kind of where I'm at with it all. All right. So understand that the um, hosting elements is going to, is going to, not, is going to cause issues um, and cause problems if you don't do it right. So that brings me to next. I'm trying to watch my time because I, I, I've got probably a lot to say on this and it's almost like I got to break this down fast. So um, the next part of this becomes how do you structure and how do you put that website together? And this is the web design arm of the changes that are going to be made. The problem is, and 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 I, I have said this for a very long time, is web designers are not SEO specialists. Now I'm not sure that SEO specialists can make a visually pleasing website. I think that's a that's a skill set that you know you had to have acquired um, somewhere. That sometimes SEO people just do anything they can and throw stuff up against the wall. Um, they want to make it look pretty. They want to. They want to support the brand. Those are all noble attributes, um, but they don't pay a lot of attention to uh, how a website's put together or what needs to be done to do that. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh, on that subject now. Trying to think here let's let's, I'm going to keep using my own. Actually, what I'm going to do is this. And I'm going to tell you that this website, this is the landing page for the hosting company. But what I had to do. Google never understood this website and never respected the fact that this website served all three arms. I expect there to be a change in their perception of all of this because this website has been this way for years. Um, But the reason I bring this up is because there's a lot of attributes about it that I want you guys to understand. So I can teach you by using this website because this website was put up. It used to be just a lander for the customers to pay their bill and renew their domains and stuff like that. And about um, four, five, five years ago now, we decided to make this be a digital marketing clinic experiment. And I did and I do everything that I would tell you guys to do in a class I did to this website. Um, so we, we've been able to use this from, for teaching purposes, just so everybody understands that. And I want to talk about how I laid this out and why I did what I did because, and we're going to talk about web design next time, but there's some attributes that I want you guys to understand on this. Um, so that you know why I did what I did. Now, number one is prior to December, there was no company in the world that was, web hosting, web design, and SEO in Google's mind. Those three things should have been three separate companies. So for many years, I had to argue with them back and forth over what this particular website was about. And if you go to Google, you would find this listed all over the place for the hosting end. You don't find it for the web design and you didn't find it for the SEO. Um, So... I decided I needed a website that was going to rank more on web design, so I sat down and and I I encourage everybody to do this and i'll kind of show you more next month's class is going to be how to set the website up for Google right so i'm going to i'm going to kind of do a. overview a high level overview right now and then we're going to go into this and how did I determine this, but if you notice. I have the verticals built out here on the homepage. So all the things that we cover are built out at the home page. All the things that we cover are listed in the main navigation. So you'll see that we have everything that we do is listed at the top and in that navigation. That's the thing that web designers don't do. They do not necessarily pay attention to this navigation. They also tend to not pay attention to the words on the page in the middle. They like big splashy images. They like um, fancy graphics Um, and it all looks great, but at the end of the day, Google can't see it. Um, This site is a little more heavier on words. The SEO 411 site follows the same model. It has more graphical interface and I think it pops a little bit more than this one does. but you, we still had to make sure we embedded the base elements. So you have to make sure that your verticals and the keywords, and we'll talk about next time how to find keywords. So I don't wanna to digress to that. But we had to make sure that all of these elements were present when we assembled a homepage. Um, and we've done the exercise in this class for you guys to map your homepages out. So any of you that have had been around that had me do that before, Um, great. If not, I want everybody to start thinking in their heads how they would structure their website. The thing with somebody like Wix or Squarespace or Spotify, you can't really set this up properly. Um, Mostly because their interface doesn't allow it to be set up properly like this and it doesn't necessarily allow it to be developed in a way um, to support this. The other thing that web designers do, and it's a very bad habit that they have. If you look at this here, this is a very, very large font and web designers have a habit of taking these headlines and using them to determine the size of the writing, rather than use the importance of a writing. So when we put in headings and subheadings, they should be using the headline tags in your software. Um, number one headline tag and number two headline tag and number three headline tag. So if you notice, um, we have this, and uh, this is what I would call as an H2, okay? Um, because I'm technically assembling and we'll do a class on technical SEO, but I'm te- technically assembling this uh, in a manner, that um, will signal to Google what my website is about. And if I told you this is a web hosting site, but you notice I referenced web design first, it's because this website, I wanted to rank on web design. So let me come down. There is some questions here in the chat scroll that I didn't see, and I'm gonna read them off right now. So we'll do this. Do you have a list of the requirements our web host should have? Uh, you know what, Sean, what I will do is I will sit down and think about that. I will make a list. I used to have a list. I think it's time I put a new list out. Okay, so I will do that um, for you. Okay. Um, the next question says, what about Bluehost or Adobe Portfolio? I'm going to say forget about the Adobe Portfolio. Bluehost, and maybe this is a way to answer the GoDaddy question, but other than my own hosting platform, Bluehost is the only place I would ever send somebody. Okay, so that should answer that question right there. Um, And if I ever decided I was gonna stop being a web host, which is not possible, I would go host with Bluehost. That would be the only other place that I would ever really recommend because they run their stuff right. um, And they do have support, but they're gonna charge you for that. So just make sure you know what those costs are, but no, forget about something like Adobe portfolio. Just forget that okay this one says referencing your website movie is the length of the movie contributing to the slowdown no it's this file size that i put an image there that was that big um doesn't really matter how long it's it's i think i feel like that's saying it's two megs and that's because i have it um compressed um But at the end of the day, just the fact that it has to load a one meg file there, there was a point in time that if you walked in this class, we would tell you, make sure your images weren't over 50K. Um, So I'm saying I have a 1000K just to keep everything in the same ballpark. Um, So if I'm saying everything should be under 50 or 100K on a file size and I'm loading in a 1000 or uh, 2000K file size, you can say that I'm way, way over the top with that. So um, I I think we just need to, I know what's causing it. I I think what I'm gonna end up doing is just taking that and making it a stationary image. It just bugs me that I have to do it because I like the movie on the top of it. I like that movement. Um, There's other ways I can do it with a Ken Burns slider or something like that, but I I just, I like that movement. I just think it adds a dimension to the website. and if I make it any smaller, it starts to get a little distorted. There's a whole that whole discussion. I think Google's going to have to come off of that because video in the headers seems to be a trend. Um, so I, I I don't know. I don't want to say that because they tend to try to set the rules. Um, so I don't know whether I want to say truly that they need to come off it or we need to come up with a compromise or something, but that, that one thing, like if I load it on a mobile phone, I don't load that video. So it's, you're kind of, you're kind of, um, judging something, but we're judging it the way we're seeing it this way. We're not realizing that I've already made a provision for that. Uh, next question says, will we have access to either a PDF or a recording of this webinar? The answer is yes. Um, And what I've done is on SCORE's website, I also copy it back to my own website. So the SEO411 YouTube channel and the SEO411 internet marketing clinic page, they have all the videos and all the seminars we've done with SCORE and even the ones that I do around town. So yes, we put them up. Um, I often put notes with them and I write those notes more times than not myself. So there's not a PDF, but I do tend to write the show notes Um, the other thing I did with this, and this kind of is going to dovetail into the third part of all this that we're going to have to do. Um, the other thing that I did with this is I've turned the internet marketing clinic into a podcast. So all the classes that we teach are now put in podcast form and they're put up on, on the internet in a podcast. Um, so if you don't want to sit and listen, watch me, um, or watch us. Like this way, you can listen to us and drive it in your car and get it that way. So we've, we've tried to make this as available to everybody as possible. But as with anything I do, there's an alternative motive. So I'll, I'll tell you about that in a second. So um, we're going to go through this whole discussion on web design next time. I think I, that's the, that's the thing that I want to cover um, Oh, John's saying, look, it's uh, John just said, it's going to be up on score site for me tomorrow too. So it'll be on score.houston.org, uh's website also tomorrow for you. So, um, the, actually I end up getting it from there. So long story short is yes, it's on score's website. It'll be on our website. You'll have multiple places. You can go watch this video. Um, you could even watch it multiple times. Cause I think it would take you multiple times to get everything that I say sometimes, um, and that's just me being funny, but I know I go fast. All right, so your web design person needs to know how to design a website so that it is lightweight and that it makes the um, website work right and sends the signal to Google because at the end of the day, Google is really still garbage in, garbage out. So the signals that I send it, it takes them, it extrapolates out of them, and it feeds it back to uh, itself and decides what's the best answer to something. Okay. So um, understand that your web design, and again, I will go through all of it stem to stern next time, but understand that this web, the web design elements of a website are as important as the hosting, all right? Now, it used to be that I could just do the web design elements, okay, and a broke clock was right a couple times a day. I could do it as the web, the SEO elements were right, and a couple things were, you know, it would be a broke clock would be right a couple times a day. But it's really coming down to, we need all these things to work together for the hands of the clock to even move, let alone just being right or wrong okay it's just you know this graphic and i think it's going to go away and i don't know how to make it stay there but the graphic there of the hands with all the elements it's never been truer that graphic's probably never been truer than it is today so um your design can kill you your web host can kill you um The other thing with the design elements is a platform-based website tool is not going to get it. And what I mean when I say that is, like I reference it, Wix, Weebly Web, Squarespace, Shopify, because those platforms are built and designed for the masses. And I know they have language in them that say things like search engine friendly, Okay. What I will tell you is um, that a normal person cannot really get these things to work right. Um, Search engine friendly that I put a title tag on a page does not mean that I'm going to rank well on a search engine. It'll lead you who really doesn't know what they're talking about to think, wow, it's search engine friendly. But, But the reality of it is, is that often those things put in some of those base elements, but the nuance is what's missing. And when the nuance is missing, that's the, that's the thing that, you know, where the rubber meets the road, because everybody should put what they do on their Now, granted, I see people that still call their homepage home. So don't, let's not misunderstand that. Okay. But um, as I, as you go through these things, you know, your basic name of your homepage, the name of the products that you have, some of that is pretty self-explanatory and basic. Um, it's the more nuanced things that make or break the discussion. And, and you wouldn't believe when I start to do an anatomy of all of this, you're going to say, wow, you did this on purpose. And wow, you did that on purpose. Everything that you see, every sentence that's written, every word that's hooked up was done on purpose. Okay. Um, And if you start to look at the SEO 411 website, you will find that that website ranks all over the place for SEO, SEO expert. Um, It's even now starting to rank nationally on SEO expert. So um, not just Houston, but the entire country. So let's, let's kind of say, how did I do that? Because that was another um, difficult situation to accomplish. Um, The next thing, and this fits in our 2021 bucket, so we know, hosting, design, okay, so the third bucket is going to be the authority and the trust of your website, and how do you build that, and we'll have a class on how to do that um, all by itself sometime this year, but I need you guys to start wrapping your head around this, because If you don't have a plan for this, or this is not part of your plan, um, you're going to be this another case to leave you in the in the rearview mirror. Okay. Um, And this even goes on local terms. So Google is looking for how do I discern what website is telling me the truth and what website is not. and they are constantly trying to figure out who wrote the website, what credentials they have to say what they say, how many links people point to you, how many comments on your blog posts do people make? Um, what other notoriety do you have that they can understand? So, for a longest time, people would come to this class and we'd say, yeah, put up a blog post. And the only reason we wanted people to put up a blog post is because it meant that there was um, seven pages created to make the website bigger and fatter. At the end of the day, a fat website um, is more likely to rank. So a six page website that says home services about us, contact us, um, is not going to cut it. Uh, They, Google is looking for big, beefy websites that say something um, that have some meaning, uh, that push out to what they need to, what they need to say. So everybody needs to kind of wrap your head around that too, that smaller is not better in a five-page website. We have to have a plan not to have a five-page website. Um, The other thing with a five page website that they can't decide to do is whether they trust you or not. So um, they put some of these parameters in and they started looking for activity. So initially we would tell everybody, put up a blog post. We don't really care. 300 words. It'll create seven pages. It'll make your website be fat. Google will be happy and we all can go on about our day. And that was a fine way to handle it for a really long time. But what seems to have happened over the last two years or so, and I'm gonna actually put this on steroids by the time I'm done explaining it. um, Google has put a heavy emphasis on the blog um, and they actually look at that more now than they do just stationary evergreen type pages that are up there because they feel that the blogs are more up to date, that they're more um, information in them. They're not maybe so sales oriented. Uh, I will add that if you have a product based website and let's say I have a thousand products, um, you don't have a thousand pages on that website. You have about one eighth of a thousand. So I don't know what one eighth of a thousand is. I guess that's, I'd say it's what 80. I don't know. I'm bad at math, so if there's a math person, tell everybody what eighty, what one eighth of uh, a thousand is. But that's what they do: is they trim back those pages, they trim back those thin pages. Through the years, they've put penalties in for thin pages. Um, There's just a lot of problems with these small pages, and there's like some penalty ending parts of it. So, with that said, products do not increase increase the girth of the website. Um, what they're looking for is good, solid informational blogs that add meaning to the internet. Um, I'm going to define that as to be a minimum of 900 words. Um, they're looking for colloquial, um, aspects of that, you know, things that people say, like, what's the best Mexican restaurant near me? Um, a blog post may be the five best Mexican restaurants with tortillas and then you go in and you talked about why those tortillas are better than anybody else's in the city of Houston which I think that would be hard to do but you get my point um with that with that you're gonna go and you're being you notice I said the best you notice I put some numbers in it um I'm going to define what those items are. And I'm going to define those items in either uh, numbers or bullet points, depending either or or both. I'm okay with that, but you need to have 900, 900 words. Now I will say to you as a, as a classroom, I'm going to say, we'll do a class on blogging, but if you can just emulate what I'm saying, um, the first place to go look for content for that blog is in your own mailbox, okay, because I, I, I see that as being um, one of the biggest problems that people give me is they can't come up with topics, but yet they'll answer emails all day long. So I'm going to click over to this blog here, if you notice I have the blog predominantly focused on the top of my website and it's pulling up now. And I did a technical seo blog um i did this back on january the 19th um it breaks out what it is why we need it what are the top five aspects of it and i'm going to tell you what this little box is here this little table of contents box gives google some ideas on how to take small sections of this website and actually maybe rank the small section of the website instead of Uh, of the page rather instead of the entire page that's something else that we're going to have to work on is they're going to start ranking some some parts of it based on the page inside a page so it used to be your entire page they would take into consideration they might just now take in this paragraph that says what is technical seo and just utilize this one paragraph Um, or why does a website need technical SEO if you start looking through my blogs you're going to see every one of them has a question of some sort they have an answer they have some manner of a bulleted list they have a numbered list they sometimes have a top five in them they have this one seems to have a lot of all of those aspects all rolled into one gigantic ball Okay, so I want you to understand that this is the way your blog post should be, and everybody should start doing this. Now, usually when I'm in a room with you guys, I can have you tell me what your website's about, and I probably can give you five blog post topics and ideas within five minutes of what I'm saying. Uh, The other thing is you'll notice that I have a nice little graphic sitting here on the top of my blog post. Um, everybody needs to make sure that your blog post has a little tiny graphic on the top of it that kind of encapsulates what the website and what the page is about. You can easily go to someplace like Canva and make that graphic. So there's no reason that anybody has to be a graphic artist or can't handle this because it's being done through Canva. I make the graphic, I come and I put it on the website. Um, you'll see I have my my class schedules here. Um The cost of SEO. We have a whole page here that talks about the cost of SEO. What is it? How is it? And you'll notice we have, you know, what's hourly, what's monthly, what's project, what's performance based. There's all different aspects and answers here. What I want you guys to do is start posting your blogs and assembling your blogs, mimicking until I go through everything we're supposed to do with you. If you guys can kind of start to mimic it, this would be a fantastic start. Okay um because these are pretty much done right on spec of what needs to be what needs to be done and how they need to be handled all right so understand that that's a goal that we all should be working from so you're going to say well why do I want to do all this well the thing is that when you put these kind of pages up you start to exemplify whether you are an expert now sometimes when i come into these classes and I talk to a room and everybody says to me, well, why can't I just go take a copy of an article and go put that up myself? And the thing is, is that you can't copy somebody else's work and then get credit for it. It's kind of like grammar school. You just couldn't copy off your neighbor's paper. All right. What you need to do is take your neighbor's idea and then put your own thought on it. And whether you realize it or not, I think everything that you see Everything that you hear, you have a some level of a filter going because you decide whether you believe that, whether you don't believe it, what you think about it, what you don't think about it, what you feel about it. Does it make you happy? Does it not make you happy? All the things that you um, encounter, you form an opinion on. And you do that within your own business. Um, and and I, I think that's an important thing for everybody to recognize is that you read an article and you go, oh, this is not right. I, I do it every day. I see stuff come across my desk and I'm like, oh boy, you know? And then other times I see come things come across my desk and I go, you know, this is the greatest thing that I've seen in a really long time. So let's go ahead and see what what this is all actually about. So, um I would encourage you to start um, saving pages that you come across or articles that you come across that could be topics for your um, your blog. And um, I have like my little Apple notes. I am constantly um, sending myself notes that talk about SEO or things like that. So I can read them over and then decide if I'm happy with them or not. If I'm not happy with them, then I'm, you know, I'm. I go to the next one. But a lot of times I read them and I'm like, hey, wait, this is a good thing. If I can put this base framework together, I can put my own spin on it, um, put my own two cents on it, and I make a unique piece of content that that promotes me as an expert. So everything you do. And everything in 2021 that I want to see needs to start off a blog post, okay? Um, Because at the end of the day, we're going to have to do about three other things with that blog post. So I want everybody to get in the habit of putting them up um, because they're important attributes to be able to promote that trust throughout the internet. So once I write this page, that page will then go out and we're going to push that page out on social media. And when we push that page out on social media and Google sees traffic coming from that post back to my website, they've now increased my trust score some. Not that there's truly a score, but you know, I think there's a little scorekeeper in the sky somewhere on all of this. All right, so they track all of that. So everything I do on blog, needs to be pushed out to social media. Now, I am pushing everything out to all platforms. I don't, I really don't care. But if you don't have the time or the, the patience or even the know-how to do it, make sure you pick the right platform. So if you're B2P, make sure your B2B self is posting on LinkedIn. Don't worry about Facebook. Um, if you're B2C, then worry about Facebook a little bit more. And I think we could all have you know, some kind of discussion. And when we have social media night around here, we can start to kind of figure out um, some of, hey, well, can I do this on Facebook? Can I do this on LinkedIn? Should I only do this on LinkedIn? Um, but all my articles go out on social media 100% of the time. I, I send out at least one a day to every platform. Um, And I've automated the process and we've talked about how to automate that process in this class before. So we'll, we'll cover that again sometime over the course of this year of how to automate all of this, because I don't know about you, but I don't have hours and hours and hours a day to go sit and post out on social media and do all, I I need to automate it as much as I possibly can. Um, So I've done that. The other thing that I do is I send all my posts out via email. So you'll notice that I have a, blog and class update list you can subscribe to it when you subscribe to it you'll get the calendar and you get a new blog post and you get a notification of when there's a new podcast and you get a new vote notification of when there's a new video without fail as soon as these things are added to the website you're notified well from my standpoint that's good information from your standpoint, you need to be able to put those same things on your website and do things and behave in a way that people are going to want to sign up with you. Okay. So the one of the jobs that you're going to have is to be taking and driving traffic back to your website from outside sources, which would be an email list, social media, a referral partner, And the reason why is Google saying, hey, wait up. If somebody else trusts you in this world, maybe I should too. Um, I've never been one to put links out in this world, nor will I ever, but I sure want people to link back to me and make links to me. The other thing, and this was something that we started during the pandemic. um, And if I had to tell you one good thing that came out of the pandemic for me, was the fact that I was forced to put this class on the internet and it forced me to do some things that were a little out of my comfort zone so in January of last year and I'll never forget the kids that work for me um I went and bought a podcast microphone I asked Santa Claus for it, and Santa Claus bought me a podcast microphone and the kids walked in on the first week of january and they said why do you have a podcast microphone and i said well because we're going to do a podcast this year and they fell on the floor laughing and thought it was the funniest thing they ever heard and they went back to their offices and from january to march we never did a podcast um and it's because for me to sit down and carve out the time to figure out what i wanted to say to people and how i wanted to do that what they knew is that i get so busy i lose whole days and there was no earth that i was going to sit down and start talking to a computer and make a podcast when the pandemic came um and we all had to go shelter in our houses i was forced forced flat out forced to put all of this on the internet something that i swore i would never do i if you guys knew me 10 years ago I would have told you there was never a day I was going to put this class on on the internet. Um, and the reason why is because I felt like maybe people would stay home and wait for me to put out the um, show on video and not come. And I, I think that the value, what I didn't see is the value of the ability to come here and ask questions and pick my brain. Um, although you guys seem to be very quiet this evening, which I don't even know if you're all still there or not. Um, but the ability to come there and, and pick my brain is worth the value of coming to the class. All right. And I think people have learned that a lot of people come and they ask me questions and, um, that has ended up being what has kept the class, the, you know, the people coming on a regular basis, um, is because of, uh, Oh, I'll have to go see what's up with that. Um, it's still there there's 50 of them in so we're doing good yeah and i mean and i and i and i think everybody zoomed out right now too to be um honest with you i think that does hey you guys are here i hope you're okay i haven't seen you in a while um so we actually have people that were coming to the class before we were all locked in our houses so that's kind of awesome yeah anyway um what i what i where I'm going with this is, I was forced to put the entire podcast on the internet, Um, and it was not something, or the entire class on the internet, so what I've done is, I created a class tab, I created a podcast, and then I sat down, and I figured out how to go make all this work, because the one thing I didn't know was how to be a podcaster, I was like, well, everybody else is doing it, how do I do it? one day this year i'm going to tell you start to finish what you have to do to make to do a podcast um it actually took me three and a half days to figure out what i was supposed to do to make it all work i get it now but it sure took me a lot of effort and muscle to be able to um be able to make that all work okay so The reason this all comes up and why I say if I had to tell you the one blessing that I walked out of this class with walked out of this pandemic with is it forced me to do something outside my comfort zone that has not only worked out fantastically. um, But I, but I think for you guys it's added a lot of more convenience to all of this. I added the videos so under the classes we have all the videos since March. And you'll notice that I put the archive up. I didn't do the one for January yet. Um, I've had a couple for January that I need to sit down and need to put up. But all the things that I talk about are now all sitting here. I made a nice little picture and my nice little episode number. It's got a cover. I learned how to add music and I did all kinds of stuff. And when, when I started this YouTube channel, I had two videos and one of which was up for a very long time. Look, if you look at this one here, I'm, I'm like 50 pounds skinnier. So um, I've, I put them all up. They're all up and on there. And all the classes that we've had over the last 12 months are sitting on the internet. And they become the base for the podcast. So I was like, well, why would I make a second podcast if all I needed to do was just actually just take the audio track off the video and make it into a podcast? So I did that as well okay what I didn't realize was going to happen when I did that so if you look here on the podcast here's a whole episode list it tells you you know how many people have listened what are the more popular ones that people have gone through um and you can see that they have there's one here on the chamber of commerce that's that's sort of blew the doors off everything else um but um well, we're going to have, Stacy said, I would love help on setting up a podcast. We are going to have podcast night one night here sometime. Probably, uh, I'm going to say tentatively, I think I would want to do that in um, either March or April, but we're going to have the whole class start to finish is going to be how to set up a podcast. So it's going to be roll our sleeves up, take notes, and I'm going to explain to you what to do to do that. Okay. Um, the The reason that this has all worked so well. So what's happened now is Google and Apple have all come back now, and I actually have multiple different ways that you can go. Here's the and actually, if you all subscribe to it and want to leave me a a rating, I would be really happy. So if you're an Apple person, here's the Apple. you can listen to it on pot, on i on uh, i iTunes. Uh, you can listen on on Google Play. You can listen to it on Spotify. Um, the, the, the reality of this is Google sees that I have this podcast and they're like, wait up a second. You're better than the average bear because you have a podcast and you're actually keeping up with the podcast. Although my couple are missing here. So I'm gonna have to figure that out. Um, but the podcasts are all listed here and they're all out and you're doing it. know, religiously and faithfully, we see that you're actually doing all this. So they gave me a link back to the website out of Apple. I got a link back out of Google Play. I've got a link back out of Spotify, got a link back out of tuned in. So now all of a sudden, Google's seeing the signals that I have enough value and enough to say that I am acting as an expert. So I've told my customers, I'm going to tell you guys the same thing. Everybody needs a podcast. All right. Now, that may be a heavy lift and some of you may be shy. Um, I'm going to say we're all going to have to check it at the door and learn how to do this because this is the way things are going and this is what's going to end up happening. So as we start to come through this more and more and more, we're going to need to have um, this, this go on all right um so um I, I want you all to see that part of it because i think that's an important set of things that has to happen and and i think that that if you can sit down and come up with a reasonable podcast that people are going to want to follow um i think that sends a signal to google and my podcast is not a, a million listeners a month um but it is got people following it. There is people listening to it and Google sees those signals. The other thing that they did, and I'm gonna show you how I constructed the page and I did this on purpose. Let me go back over here. Somebody said they have a broken link on one of my podcasts, but I I don't know where and why and how because they all seem to be working. Um, But if you come back here, I put together the podcast pages um in a specific way um and this is the way I would recommend doing them um so the blog the podcast itself yeah hold on a minute I see your I see your question there on clubhouse I'll tell you about that in a minute um the um the blog post let me come down to where's the last place I put a class up because we haven't really had a class. This, we're only starting to get back since December. Okay, so this one here, let's just click on this one. This one's from November to 17th. Um, I want you to see what I did with the attributes of a page so you understand what I'm doing. So I have my cover art, I made it in Canva. I took my own picture, so take your own picture. That, That literally, I always tell everybody, I took that out of the sunroof of my car. Um, I take sunroof pictures I think they're a fun thing to do and sometimes they turn out really cool like this one Um, you'll be happy to know I was actually sitting in a traffic light so I was not threatening anybody's life by doing it Um, but as I was sitting here I looked up at sunroof and took the picture and I was like what a perfect picture for something that's a Houston-based podcast so I went ahead. I made that. I put it in Canva. I changed my little episode number because I branded it. So when people see this and they see this picture, it is the brand now for the podcast. All right. So that was the first thing. So we need to make sure we've got a cover art and a plan. And I, you know, that's that piece of it. Um, When I put my page together, I put the podcast episode here And then what I do is I put the show notes and depending on the mood I'm in, sometimes it's a lot longer. Some of these show notes are over 1500 words and some of them are just, hey, this is what I talked about today. This is a little shorter version, but you do see that there are some show notes here that explain what we're doing, what we're talking about, what I covered. And then what I do is I bake the video into the page. So the end user, and let me tell you why I do this, but the end user can consume this in one of three ways. And I put it in one place for them to make their life easy. Um, the reason I do this, and, I, and I, I think that, I don't know how old you guys are in the room because I can't see your faces like I normally would. Um, but if I looked out at this, the guy that is probably under 40, is going to be more apt to gravitate towards the video or maybe the podcast. The guy that's over 50 is going to want the written word. And they're probably saying, I don't want to mess with all this. And in part, that is why I added the podcast too, because I can do an easy subscribe button um, very quickly um, and subscribe right to it. So it's on my phone with the rest of my podcasts, and it working itself out right. Um, so with all of that said, um, not on Clubhouse yet. No, I'm not answering Clubhouse yet. I want to finish my thought and then, and then we'll go down the Clubhouse okay. rabbit hole. Um, but um, I, what I want everybody to understand is that I'm p- structuring it this way so it's ease of use for the end user. I am being considerate of my audience to present this man this material in three consumable different ways so that I can help them understand or to provide this information in a way that they want to consume it and not by the way I'm dictating it okay there's nothing worse to me than coming up on an article and I have to watch the video because that means you're going to I can't scan it you're requiring me to pay attention to something longer than I have time to pay attention to it for and and not everybody can sit and watch videos all day or walk around with their cell phone and stare at the phone and watch TV. I, I can't do it. I need it written down so that I can scan it. But then again, I'm older than 50, so that puts that all together. So this thing says, what are your thoughts on how Clubhouse is impacting digital? I don't know that I think it's impacting anything, to be honest. At this point, um, they're trying to set this up. There's all these alternative things that have bubbled themselves up and we'll see who rises to the top and who doesn't. Um, It's building a community. Um, What else I'm going to say, and I I don't really want to go much past what I'm going to say here, but everybody belongs building their communities within their own website. So you're the masters of your own destiny. Um, The next next web platform that's deplatformed because they make somebody mad or any of that, that, that's on you. As business owners, you need to be on your own and your own platforms and your own websites. And so I would not be investing time in any type of third-party website at all. Um, everything that you see on my website, I can go pull and put anywhere I want on this earth. So I, I only invest in me. So as far as from this piece of the class no I don't see them making a huge impact they're not going to end up being any busy busy, to my mind not anybody better than the next social media platform that everybody's scurrying over to and then going to advance that but that's just my opinion I could be wrong um I was right about snapchat um um, the verdict's still out in my opinion on tiktok because that's just one gigantic rabbit hole um and the clubhouse thing of everybody interacting that to me, that's like AOL on steroids. So I, you know, I, I just don't know. Um, I just don't know what more to kind of say to that. Um, but I, I just invest in yourselves and don't worry about these other platforms. You're always going to be better off to do it on your own. Um, the other thing in the other chat that everybody said was how often should you be doing a blog post now, Do as I say, not as I do every day. Uh, Well, I don't think you can probably do it every day. But if I could, and I had all the money in the world, and I could just say, I want this done every day, I would put something up and out every day. Um, The people that have made careers out of this stuff, you notice they put stuff out two and three times a day. The more you put out, the more people you have. Um, What I will tell you is that I want everybody else to understand this piece of this too we have to touch people you know 17 times i think it's more like 23 times now so i need people to hear me and see me and interact with me and get involved with me um far more now because my threshold um to interaction is much higher so the more I put up and the more I put out and the more I can add, the better off you are. Now, start to finish without me actually having to film the podcast, it takes me a good 30 to 40 minutes to put those podcasts online. So you would have to have like a full-time job just putting your podcast up every day. I don't have 40 minutes or an hour of my day every day to cut out and put a podcast out. I'd like to say that I wish I did but I really don't wish I did because I'm busy and that's a good thing. So when I'm putting podcasts out, it means I'm kind of slow. Now, I have matured the system that I can chuck these classes out that we're teaching here um, or that and as long as Harley chooses not to bark in the middle of it, it's usually a pretty quick affair. And when he barks in the middle of it, it takes me a minute because I have to erase his barking because he annoys everybody. Um, I Hope he didn't hear me. Anyway, um, but I, I will tell you that it, it, it takes a little bit of it, it. Doesn't take a lot of time once you get it down. And you know, it took me longer to make the intro, make the intro video, all the intro um, music, uh, something else. Just this kind of came in my head sideways. So I don't know who needs to hear this. Oh wait, he did hear me. Um, But uh, make sure that you're using copyrighted uh, music or YouTube will block you. So I have a subscription to a place called Storyblocks, and that's where we get the music for it um, so that we're making sure that it's our own music. But what I can also tell you is if you know how to play a guitar, you know how to play a piano and you want to make your own music, go make your own music. Um, But don't go using a heart song or Bon Jovi or something like that because YouTube will put a tag on you and say, this is not able to be uh, monetized or put out because of the tag and they will, because of the lack of copyright and they will restrict you. They actually can hear the songs now or um, for lack of a better way to say it, they're able to identify, even if you change the file name they're able to identify that that music is copyrighted. So um, Storyblocks is the best way. If you're interested to do this right to get your music, that's one of the ways to get um, royalty-free music that you can use. All right. This one says, how do you recommend going about evaluating a blog article? Make sure it checks all the SEO blocks boxes. Um, that's backwards. I write the blog to make sure the boxes are checked. So I don't do it after the fact I do it. Um, the best way to do that is this way. I I do it as I write. Um, and when I train my writers to write, I do it that way as well. So if you come over to this classes page, this is the third time today I had to give this one out, by the way, this video here that says how to write a page of content for Google it outlines how to write that page. So I take my idea and then I write it from start to finish for Google. And then I I optimize it, but I hesitate to use that word because it sounds like I said two different things. But when I say I optimize it, I mean, I put some anchor text in it. Um, I make sure that if I have the word too many times or not enough times, sometimes I have to write that back in. But everything I do, and and some people have said to me that because I've been doing it for so long, I just intrinsically it comes out of me that way. But I don't agree with that. And let me let me um, anybody that's ever written or worked for a newspaper knows about an inverted pyramid, which is most important to least important. I think if you use those principles, you basically knock it out of the park all by itself anyway, because what Google's looking for is, what do you think is the most important? What do you think is the second most important? What do you think? Oh, wait, that's my five point bulleted list, isn't it? So anyway, um, with that all said, um, I knew that was coming. Hey, stop it. We're gonna have to edit you out of the video again. Um, but anyway, um, that's, I, I would say that learn how to write it first. And when you write it, the boxes get checked because you actually did it right to start with and not after the fact. And I I don't know if that, I, I hope you're understanding what I'm saying because it's a style and it's an approach, but it's, but it actually just works itself out, um, John just says, what do I use to edit? Microsoft Word. Or I write it in Word. Sometimes I write it right in WordPress itself. I mean, I, I'll open WordPress and say, hey, I'm going to put up a page and I'll just write out the page and then put, you know, picture in or whatever I need to do and bust it up that way. But um, a, a, as far as to edit with, I, I just I just sit down and I write it. But I, it's so hard to say because I don't want to sound like I'm being a snob and saying I just... Do that. Yeah, you could draft a copy and go in one note. You could do whatever you want to do. You can write it wherever you want and then just transfer it over. But I don't mean to sound like, I don't want to say, like, well, I just know how to do that because that's not. But I think that once you understand that the um, execution of what is needed, it's easy to write a page that way. But you just have to understand how to do it first, which is, and I'll tell you, truth be told, and I I probably need to re watch this thing again. um, But I put this, how to write a page of content video together. Um, Basically I did it for our writers because I was trying to train them how to do it. And my, uh, my, um, my editor in chief kept coming back to me and saying, you know, stuff wasn't in the right place or stuff wasn't written right and I and I kept coming back to them going well just tell them to do this and she's like but we need a training video so I was like you know what I'm going to do I'm just going to take a whole class I'm going to do it from the class point of view um and teach it so this how to write a page of content I actually wrote as a did as a training video for my own staff so it pretty much explains how to do it um And we did edit it down. So some of the garbage in the lunch and who's eating and all of that was cut out. Um, So, but that, so that is there. I I would say go watch that because it's gonna tell you how to do it. And then once you know how to do it, there is no checking boxes because you just did it that way. Um, It's kind of like learning to ride a bike, right? So in theory, you're saying, okay, how do I ride a bike? Well, you'd get on it, you have to balance, you have to push the pedals. If I got on a bike right now, although I like lung wise, I probably couldn't do it. And I probably could go about three feet before I needed the oxygen tank. Um, If I got on a bike, I just know how to do it. It's not, um, there is no more thought process. Like when you're, well, I have to push my foot and then I have to push this foot and I have to, and if I go to the left, I should steer right to straighten myself out. Driving your car would be the other thing. How do I drive a car? Although some of you probably don't do that well, so maybe that's a bad example, but um, I hope you're all laughing. Um, but driving a car would be, you don't really think, um, when I first started to learn how to drive, um, we had, I'll never forget, we had a big discussion on the, at the dinner table on two things. And every time it happens now, I think of my mother. Um, But I came home with the driving book and I said, they told me me not to drive over my headlights and I didn't understand it, but basically what they were doing is saying, don't go so fast that you're going faster than your headlights can reach, right? Um, I now know, I'm like, oh, wait, I'm driving over my headlights and I slow the car down. These are things that you just intrinsically know how to do without um, any thought you have to put forward to it like you used to do when you started and I and I think that writing a blog post if you are comfortable with writing um and you're not one of those people that have to go make a big outline and go make a story I I just write just like I talk I just sit down and I write I can know where I want to go so I, I have a gift and I understand it that way I think if you had to make an outline you still could do what I'm saying to do you would just have to set your outline up that way. So I know that's a very long-winded answer to this question. Um but it's it's not how do I write something so it, it make sure it checks all the boxes? It should be written so it checks the boxes as you go. And I hope that answers that question because that that's a that's a difficult question to ask. Um is there another question out there? Uh, John just said uh, edit videos. Okay. I do it. All right. So let me just say this. I'll just say it this way. I am an Apple person. Um, I am always going to be an Apple person and nobody's going to stop me from being an Apple person. So with that said, I do iMovie because it was easy. If you have an iPad or an iPhone, you can do it on that as well. Um, Adobe Premiere is out there. Um, as far as the Windows-based programs, I have one that's called MOVAVI. It was fairly inexpensive. does a great job. So that would be one that I would recommend. I don't know what other ones are out there. Um, I had one of my customers text me one the other night, and he's an elderly gentleman, and he was able to figure it out. Um, let me tell you what he... What did he tell me? he actually, let me see if I get it. Light, uh, Lightworks is what he used and he was able to do that, but I'm not a windows person. So I'm not a good person to ask that of. Um, but from, a uh, from a Mac standpoint, um, I, I, I movie is the easiest thing in the whole world. I made my, st- start I made my finish I dropped the video after I downloaded in the middle if I need to cut a piece out because Harley decided to have a meltdown I cut the piece out and off we go um and it's pretty pretty easy to do and I I mean literally start to finish it takes me um to do the video, video editing it probably takes me no more than um I think 15 minutes after I download the video if I don't have to screw with it um, if I have to screw with it, even iMovie is easy enough to cut, snip, drop the piece out and just put a small transition in and that's it. But all of these were done with iMovie. Um, so that's that story. And iMovie is not on a Windows because you're not a Mac thing and not a Mac person. So before I answer your question, Ava, I need more shea butter. Not sure how to get that from you, but we need to work that piece out. All right, so, Let's say our blog post better as organized by list and bullet points Um, better as talking through, but I can do both. Um, blog post better as organized listed bullet points. Yes. Um, yes, if you can do it with bullet points, but what I will say is this. Okay. Um, If I, if I said, and I'm trying to think of how to show it to you, the best way to show it, um, here, hold on, let me move this out of my way so I can see what I'm doing. So this one here. Let's come down here. trying to find one that I, I actually wrote this one. Okay. So 22 tips for SEO success. So what I did is this is basically a bulleted point list, which is being reverent, top quality user consideration, blah, 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 blah. Right. So I went, um, I went down this list and actually put paragraphs in And wrote it out, so I would be okay if you if you're saying you're better to write it out um, and not bullet point it what I would do is write all my paragraphs and put headings over the top of it and those actually become the bullets. So that's how I would handle that if that's the way you're asking me, which is what I think I understand that to say okay. Um, And if that's not right, then readdress the question and I'll, i'll answer you a second way all right. This one says, do I have SEO for dummies? You're in SEO for dummies. And you're going to say to me, no, this is way too complex. So let me tell you the truth of this. I think that if you sit in this class and do it for about six months, you're going to start to understand what I'm talking about. All right. Um, If you want to learn it, go back and start watching those videos that I've put up. That's why that's where this becomes an invaluable thing because you could go catch up on six months and just go binge watch me on the seo class you know um they're all over the place which is how to do this how to do that i've made them be um, standalones i've tried to make it um yes you can register for all the upcoming classes the actual schedule is on the side of every website on every page um and we actually put the calendar out so you can just come to any class you want i have I literally, Sandra will attest to this. I literally have some of you that follow me. Um, thank you, I'm out of it and it's been horrible. Um, anyway, I have people that follow me all over the city. Um, some of these folks come to the morning class, then they come to the night class. Um, I have some of them that, have come, that are in this class that, that literally 10 years later, they're still following me around the city of Houston. I'm good with that, but that's what they know what I'm talking now. They know how to conversate with me. They're able to, but the thing with this is, um, and, and, a lead by example on something. So in December, this whole thing started with the web hosting and I've never really sold at web hosting through SEO 411 I've always left that being sold through my hosting company, part of it, uh, arm of the business. And I said, we're going to have to put hosting, on this SEO 411 site. My business partner said, well, why would we do that? Where did you come up with that idea? I was like, no, it's because it I have to be able to adapt and this information is ever changing. So I may get out of bed on the 15th of December and find out now I have to add a whole vertical to SEO 411 for web hosting because I'm going to have to do that. There's no, There's no two ways about it. It used to be we just send everybody out to the hosting company. I can do that still but i'm i'm going to be better served if i add it so you have to come to these to be adaptable and understand that this is everything i said tonight i could get out of bed tomorrow and google completely invalidates what i said they may say we're not going to go with speed we want the slow website so we're always reacting to what a third party is dictating so that's why some of these folks have been around 10 years because that what they know, what I know, which is what I told you to do 10 years ago, write a blog that had 300 words and don't even really care what it said. Now I'm saying it's gotta be 900 words formatted a specific way and it's the most important page on your website. So it's ever changing. It never is the same. And even when I teach the same class, I don't think I say the same things because I think there's nuanced differences for what Google changes. and I think we all need to kind of just know that and live that and embrace that because it's just the world we live in. Um, so you said, great, you won't feel like a stalker. No, nope, I got some of these folks are just following me right around the whole freaking, and like literally 10 years, three campuses in 10 years. <coughs> so um, it's, it's not a problem. Uh, that's partly why else I stuck the, um, all the other classes on the, on the website too. So you had the zoom links everybody had the links to where they need to go um, what they needed to do um, and where we were heading so um, well thank you um, for sending a wealth of information I, I want you guys to be able to function and not um, and not not have something good happen to you just because you didn't know uh, and I and I think that's where you know the internet I, I started with the internet, Um, And the internet was the great equalizer. And it allowed small business to compete up against big business. Um, That my little web store or the little lady that sold chairs in Nebraska that's still here with us, um, or the lady that sold rosaries or the person that sold Christmas ornaments, they were no better or no further off than a Walmart or a Balsam Hill or a furniture store, okay? And Google's come in and it's taken that away. Um, That if you're a big business, you can buy your way to the top. If you're a little business, you can't buy your way to the top, but there's ways to get around that. And as long as those doors are still open Um, and we're able to come up with ways to work within their algorithm to provide the best possible information that we can to people, then I'm going to be here telling everybody how to do it because I, I feel like small business needs somebody to help them and be able to, you know, share what I've learned. And I learned it by somebody calling me on the phone and saying, why is my website not doing X? And I was like, I don't know, I guess I'll go find out the end of the day that person which was my very first customer back in 1997 gave me the best experience of my life because I went and found out something that I have literally built a whole company around that I I just felt like that's the way it should have been and not not my I I don't want to say hey that's not my job you know so I went and figured it all out and I I've learned as the industries changed. I don't know how somebody comes in sideways that doesn't have everything that's in my head and figures out what to do. I, I don't really, I don't, I know like the kids that work for me, they've been around me for a better part of their life. Um, one I've had since they were born, the other one I kind of acquired around the time they were 10 years old. So they grew up in this industry. I don't know what I would have to do if I had to take somebody off the street and try to put all this information in their head. I don't even know what I'm going to cross that bridge. I'm going to have to cross that bridge, but I I don't even know what it's going to look like. And I I, I wonder sometimes if I need to do it with somebody that has no idea that I can train them right, or it's better to take somebody that knows what I'm talking about and break the habits. But it's, there's that much information to know. um, And it's ever changing. Thank you for joining in today's internet marketing clinic. We hope you enjoyed our program and we will have more marketing information for you next week. Be sure to tune in.